And again, like the one thing that I, I think specifically more from like my experience talking to my friends at college, like people have like a, a huge range of scores here. And like, you know, you think at like Hopkins, everyone's going to be like pop, like every, like perfect everything. But it's like, at the end of the day, you know, like I think from, like, I think numbers only show like half of the story. Hey, college kids. Welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Jimmy. So Jimmy, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Jimmy Patingolo. Um, I'm a junior at Johns Hopkins University, and I'm studying biomedical engineering. And I'm originally from northern New Jersey. Okay. So take me back to, I don't know when this was for you, but when did you start thinking about college or preparing for college? And like, who started the process? Was it like your family pushing you? Or did you realize, oh, maybe I should start on this early if I want to have a good chance at more schools? Sure. So um, actually, so I'm a triplet. So I have two siblings that are the same age as me. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so we kind of, you know, like college was like very imminent for my parents. And they knew that, you know, with three of us at one time, it was going to be a lot. Um, so we, I kind of like had started thinking about college, I want to say maybe the end of my sophomore year, um, but hadn't really put that much thought into it until my parents had brought up like, you know, like maybe you should like look into your applications and stuff. And I would say predominantly though, it was like led by us because, you know, all of our guidance counselors were saying like, oh, you guys should start looking at this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, with three of us that we were kind of bombarding them with the information. So I would say about sophomore year is when the idea like, oh, I had to start applying to college. That kind of popped into my head. Um, mm-hmm. or not applying, but, you know, getting ready to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that point on, it started, I would say it was mostly driven by me. Um, just, you know, like I said, okay, I need to take this test. And my parents were like, all right, good luck. <laughs> and they, they helped me out with, with anything I needed. But I would say pr- pretty much um, I figured a lot of it out. Yeah, And you go to Johns Hopkins, which is like, i I mean, the rankings aren't like completely reliable, but it is up there. Everyone knows its name. So did you have the pressure like from your friends or family to go to a top tier school? Um, I don't honestly know if it was pressure um, so much as just, you know, like hopes. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my friends did end up going to like pretty competitive schools. So we had all been looking at that. Um, Not for, you know, rankings purpose, just like, oh, let's see what we can do. So I, I wouldn't say it was uh, pressure so much as kind of just like a little, we kind of pushed each other to say like, oh, let's, you know, let's see how we can end up. So mm-hmm. I would say it was, it was, you know, maybe I guess pressure, but in a positive sense. And also it's very curious. So you have, you're a triplet. So you're, are they all, are they all bro- brothers? I have a brother and a sister the same. Okay. So I do did have an older you- sister. So do they, was it kind of like a competition amongst you guys to see who could like get into the most schools or like get the highest on the SAT? Honestly, like not at all. Cause we are just all, we're very different people. We mm-hmm. wanted very different things out of our university. So my brother goes to Villanova um, mm-hmm. and my sister goes to Penn state. So the three of us, very different schools, very different people. And um, you know, I think that's something about being a triplet. You kind of learn to just not compare yourselves. Like it's at the, like, honestly, like after we ended up getting into college, just, um, People used to they'd be like, oh, where are you guys going? And we'd say where we were going. And people would just say to us, like, oh, so you're the smart one. And we'd be like, what? Like, that's kind of harsh. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to reduce this down to that. So we we kind of, you know, we, we didn't really want to compare each other. So it was really just about going where, you know, it fit us individually as people. Okay. So if you started kind of thinking about applying to college, like the application process is coming during sophomore year. 
what exactly did you start doing? Was it like starting to look at your extracurriculars and say, oh, maybe I should take up positions in these clubs or was it SAT preparation? So what was the first thing that you kind of did to prepare? Um, I think the first thing was really just say like, I need to start thinking about this. I need to start understanding how the college application process works. Um, because so I have an older sister who also went to Penn State and she, her college application experience was super different from mine and my siblings just because um, she wanted to go to Penn State since she was like five years old. So she knew where she wanted to go. She knew like it, they're a rolling school. Um, they're not like as competitive in an academic sense. So like from that side of things, it was just a very different application process. So for me, kind of, it was like starting new, like, hey, I need to figure out like, like what tests do I need to take? I need to take subject tests. What schools am I even looking at for my for what I want to what I'm interested in? Because I I didn't know pretty early on that I wanted to ma- uh, major in biomedical engineering, um, which surprisingly ended up sticking so far. I, and I say so far because you know anything can happen in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say just like pretty much just like learning how the process worked because I, I felt a little bit in the dark about especially applying to like competitive schools. Yeah, and who helped you? kind of navigate that process? Was it your older sister, counselors, friends, or something? I would say it was mostly my friends. Um, like I said, my sister didn't like had a very different experience for me. So my parents had like really no idea what the like super like competitive college application process was like. But I did have some friends who had older siblings and you know some teachers helped me out. So I would say, say predominantly friends though. Okay, so let's go on to the first part of your application, which would be your, I guess we could say your grades, GPA and such. So can you tell us what was your GPA by the time you applied to college? Um, so yeah, I had a, I had a, I was, had a pretty good GPA. So I was, um, uh, I think it was like, we had a 4.5 scale. So it was a little weird because AD classes, you can get, a, you can get like a 4.5 was an A plus and then um, an AP class was an additional one point, and then an honors class was an additional 0.5 for weighted. So I think I ended up applying with like a 4.8, which was nice to you know have my resume. <laughs> That's interesting. I've never heard of a 4.5 system. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I've never heard of anyone else doing that other than us. Yeah, and who? What am I saying? So where did that place you in terms of everyone else in your grade? Were you near the top of your class? Yeah, or was I, it I, so I competitive? Yeah, I ended up being valedictorian, so I I did have. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. That's interesting. And can you tell us a little bit about being valedictorian? Because I've never, I mean, my school we've got rid of rankings, so I don't think we're doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So honestly, it was technically unofficial because um, my school also didn't rank, but there was like certain scholarships that were only offered to the valedictorian and salutatorian. So I I did know like unofficially. Um, and it was, you know, it was pretty normal. Like, like, I don't know. I just like, I think people knew that I was like competitive academically, but, um, nothing too special. I, I my friends tease me a lot for it, but all in good fun. It's honestly, a lot of my friends now in college tease me about it, which is funny. Cause you wouldn't think at Hopkins that people would make fun of you for it, but they'll yeah. be like, okay, Mr. Valedictorian. So, you know, I guess it's, it's, a, it's like a pretty funny thinking, thinking back now, just because yeah, it's very that is- school. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. So, and one more thing about your grades. So you had a 4.8 GPA, but did you have like straight A's or did you have like straight A's and like a B and a C? So, because I'm looking at this and I'm wondering like if I have straight A's and then I have one grade that's like a B or C, is that going to like look weird to the college? Cause I'm basically a straight A student. So did you have anything like that? 
Um, I think I for like overall score for overall grades, I don't think I ended up having any. I think I ended up having A's and B, A's and A minuses and A pluses. I think for like a couple for a semester or two, I had a B. Um, but I don't think, as far as I can tell, like from my experience with like just talking to my friends about it, like they specifics like that is like it's more like I think it's a little bit more holistic than that. Like if you blip up like in a, in a couple classes here and there, I think it's more just about like overall like how you are as a student. Okay, interesting. And can you tell us if your school did this, the kind of how many APs or IBs or honors did you do by the end of high school? So my school had a lot of APs offered, which was really cool. Um, I want to say I ended up doing like 11 or 12, maybe because like junior and senior, junior and senior year, I pretty much only took AP classes. And I was really lucky because we had like they had, we had a like a our science department was pretty strong. So um, I was able to take uh, like double sciences my sophomore, junior, and senior years. Mm-hmm. So um, that could just like let me take a lot of classes. So um, I, I would, yeah, I want to, I want to say around eleven or twelve. All right, that yeah, that is that is a lot at your yeah, that is a lot at your school. <laughs> and did you know that you wanted to go in? Like, how early did you know that you wanted to major in what you did? Like, and that did that kind of lead you through high school? Like, I'm going to take majority STEM classes. Yeah. So I honestly, it really started in my freshman bio class. Um, that was like my first time ever taking biology and it was just like such an interesting class for me. And I just like, like learning about like the, the topic. Wow. This is like such a cool, such a cool subject field. Like I really want to go into that. And then, um, my, my friend's older brother, who is two years older than us. And he goes to, he, well, he went to Cornell now he's doing his graduate at Berkeley. Um, he was like, yo, you ha-, he was like making fun of his little brother. He was like, do an engineer, do engineering, like kind of like the toxic engineering culture, like engineer, like STEM elite kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll do bio and engineering and kind of just like thought of that not as like a serious commitment, but then I guess I ended up sticking with it. So um, I just knew that I really liked biology and my friend's older brother said to do engineering. So that's kind of how it stuck. <laughs> but, oh my God. Okay. So let's go back to the APs. What did you get on the test that you took? Like what was the average grade that you got on those tests? I did. I got fives on all my exams. Um, fives on all those 11 and 12 exams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I would say like, I, cause I definitely like all the ones I took were like ones that I was like interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that's why I think it was really lucky that we had a lot of STEM focus because I knew that that was like kind of where my interest and aptitude was. Um, so I would say like taking like taking them was more like, oh, like I like this class. This is a subject I'm good in. Like I want to take this AP exam. And then um, that's kind of how I guess I would say it shaped my like academic experience. And with these exams, like, yeah, you need to like, like the subject and understand it, but also it's knowing how to take the specific kind of test. So how did you sure. prepare for taking those AP tests? I mean, you got fives on all of them. So you um, need to know. Yeah, so- my school, I would say like a lot of my classes in a lot of like the actual courses in school were like very geared towards AP prep. Um, mm-hmm. like I would say the most so was my BC Cal class, my junior year. Um, we stopped learning in the second week of March and the exam is like the second week of May. So we had two straight months of just pure review built into the calendar. So like basically all my classes had something similar to that effect where by April we were done learning content. And it was all AP exam review. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I would consider myself a pretty good test taker. So like, I think that like doing specific uh, like standardized test review was like very beneficial for me because that like, I think like learning how to take the exam kind of really did help me with that because I was really just like at, for like a, a month straight, I was able to 
be held accountable to my studying. So I didn't really have to force myself to do it because it was my homework. So um, yeah. I think having it built in was pretty useful for me. Oh, that is amazing that your school did that for you. Yeah. It was okay. stressful getting everything done by April. I will say though, because the classes were pretty yeah, fast, like squish it together. It paid off. That's good. So, okay, let's move on to another part of your application, which is SAT and ACT. So which one did you take? I did ACT. You live in New Jersey, right? I thought all like the Northern states did SAT. Yeah, I like considered taking the SAT and I just, and I ended up doing really well on the ACT. Um, and I just decided, I was like, all right, I'm glad I don't have to take that again, like any more standardized testing. So I stuck with ACT. Interesting. Okay. So how did you prepare for the ACT? And just tell us the whole process. How did you prepare? How many times did you take it? And what was your score in the end? So I took it twice. Um, I, so my, again, like my parents, like for, for like competitive, I think like standardized testing is really different depending on like the level of academic rigor the school you're applying to is. So my parents didn't really understand like, like, oh, AP, like you have to be starting standardized testing, like begin, I guess like you don't have to, but um, they kind of were under the impression that like end of junior year, beginning of senior year is when you should be taking it. And I just, I think that now, especially for competitive schools, that's definitely not how it works. So yeah, so I think that um, I kind of was the one to say like, hey, I think I need to start like registering for these exams now. Like all my friends are starting to take them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then, and then it ended up just being like, uh, like, like pra- I ended up doing pretty much self-studying, like practice tests at home. Um, and I ended up doing really well. I got a 35 and then a 36. So that was pretty nice. Oh my God. Um, your scores are so perfect. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very nice to like, like, because like, I, I didn't really want to, um, I think that like, especially with three kids applying to college, like I didn't really want to like make my parents have to pay for standardized testing tutors because it's super expensive. Like okay. I just, like with the three of us, I was like, ah, like I'll just self-study it. It did end up working out for me. Um, so I would say like, I would say I started thinking about that like summer before junior year. And then I think I took it maybe October and December, or like October, January. So those were the two times I took it. That's interesting. I mean, like, and it's good that you're naturally good at standardized tests. So in your school, did you have any friends or maybe your siblings who obviously are not dumb, but they just struggle with standardized tests. Like, did you see the kind of like effect it had on their application overall? Um, I think like, so I have a couple friends like that. Yeah. I would say we all had like pretty different levels of standardized testing. And again, like the one thing that I've like, I think specifically more from like my experience talking to my friends at college is that like, like people have like a huge range of scores here. And like, you know, you think at like Hopkins, everyone's going to be like, like pop, like every, like perfect everything. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like I think from, like I think numbers only show like half of the story because like a lot of my friends here have done like some fantastic things extracurricularly or just like very interesting people. Um, and, you know, obviously they're all very like intelligent. Um, but, you know, I think that like standardized testing surprisingly was not as, you know, it's not as like, you know, it's not like a, you know, it's not like, oh, you, if you don't have this score, you're not going to get in. Like, I think it very much looks a lot more at like you as a whole person rather than you as a set of numbers. That is true. Okay. So we've done kind of the statistic stuff, like the grading stuff. So let's move on to the exciting stuff, extracurriculars. This is, I'm pretty sure, like, I think it's kind of well known now, like for these top tier schools, you need like good grades, but what really sets you from the other applicants who also have good grades is your extracurriculars. So can you tell us about the extracurriculars that you had in high school? Sure. So um, I swam on like the swim team all four years of high school. Um, I used to swim, like I've been swimming since I was like very young. So 
and my sister was my older sister was also in the swim team so like that was something i'd always wanted to do and uh, all three of my siblings were involved with the swim team so me and my sister swam and then my brother was a manager so those were like really like that was just like something i really enjoyed doing and i ended up being a captain my senior year which mm-hmm. i think was pretty good luckily it was because there's not that many guys on the swim team or got senior guys so that like was nice to be able to put that on my resume for it um and then I also did um, theater in high school. So I, I like did the um, th- four plays I wanted and three musicals. So I really enjoyed doing that too because it was a very different crowd than like, like the AP students and the swim team. So you know, got to meet a lot of different people. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was also involved in student government for for all four years as well. That's interesting. So those three, those three. Um, I would say those are the big ones. And then I also forgot that, um, so junior and senior year, I like got to, I got like chosen to be on the, I serve as a student liaison to our board of education. So that was probably like my favorite um, extracurricular that I got to do because I would just go to my board of education meetings um, every, I think it was every two weeks maybe. And I would just give a little report for about like, you know, what was going on in, in the high school with the student body. Um, and then, you know, I got to like sit in at these board meetings and, you know, it felt very adult at the time. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty cool getting to like hear the behind the scenes of how my board of education functions. Um, so that was like a really cool, like professional experience, I would say. I see. Okay. Let, let's go a little bit deeper into each of your extracurriculars. So number one is swim team and then becoming a captain. So you said you did that all four years. Do you think that looks like one of the, how do I phrase this? Because you know, you have people who do a bunch of extracurriculars, but are just like kind of members. But then you have those people who do a few, but are like leaders in what they do and stuff. So did you kind of have that intention while doing your extracurriculars? Or did you just happen to get like, be really invested in it and get to like a leadership position? Um, I think for most of my like clubs, it was more just like I was interested and wanted to uh, and like ended up just like saying, hey, like maybe I should try to do a leadership position. Um, I, I, it's funny. You just reminded me. So I am, I'm an Eagle scout and that was something I would say I really did for the resume, even though I definitely learned a lot of great things, but that was something that I think definitely was much more of a strategic plan for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, like a college move, I guess. Whereas like clubs and stuff, it was more just like, Oh, I really like doing this. I like being a part of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to, you know, like, I think, as, I mean, as a captain, it's really more like, like a fun position it's not really like a leadership thing I, I mean it is leadership but it's it's a more of a fun type of leadership thing it's not like it's very difficult mm-hmm. um so I would say like mostly it was just like hey this is like something I really like doing I'm going to step up in this organization especially as I became like a junior and senior leadership position you know we're much more available yeah and can you tell me a little bit about student government at your school because I I didn't even know that many high schools had student government I thought it was more of a college thing yeah, so basically we used to, like, for our, the first years, we were pretty much, um, I would say, like, like you know, uh, spirit events, like school spirit events, um, prom fundraising. So that was something is we were involved in fundraising for the prom for all four, for like three years, for all four years we were fundraising for our senior prom. Um, so that was something, just like planning different events, pep rallies. Um, that was like the big thing that the, the um, I went to the first three years and then I was on the executive board my senior year and that was much more like managing student council so it was more like oh like what are we doing on a macro scale like what is student council doing to get involved there's some events that student government student council as a whole holds um, like we have different fundraisers and things so executive board was much more like 
how the actual organization functions. Whereas being on like a class council was much more like, oh, here's what we're doing for our class spirit events and stuff like that. See, and then the last like major one that you mentioned was theater. So can you tell us a little bit about what you did in theater? Yeah, so I I was just um, like a member of the cast for we had we had some fall and spring shows, so we had fall plays and spring musicals, um, and I did I think pretty every except my freshman spring, uh, I was a part of all the shows, um, and yeah, it's pretty much just like just being in the cast for that. So those were all really that was like really fun because um, I think that you know especially as like STEM kids, you don't really get a chance to be like artistic yeah. and have fun and yeah so I, I did really enjoy that it was like a very nice break from like the rigor of school a lot of the times yeah and I have a couple of questions to ask overall about your like like actual school life you know academic stuff and the extracurricular so number one going into high school I know you didn't think about college preparation like seriously until sophomore year but going in did you know that to get into a top school it's obviously not an exact formula, but there is a strategy that you kind of need to follow. There are some requirements that you need to meet. So did you go into high school very analytically and strategically? Or again, did you just like kind of happen upon like taking a bunch of APs and having a bunch of like good extracurriculars? Yeah. So I would say that like the reason I got involved with like a lot of different things was because that was kind of just like life advice I've gotten from a lot of like my family and my like older friends and my, uh, and my sister as well was like, get involved, like be a part of as many things as possible and like find something that you like to do. So I don't think it was like strategic for college, but I think it is the same mindset. Um, like get involved, try things, like find things that you like, find things that you're passionate about. Um, so I would say that's kind of how I decided to get involved in those things. Um, but then also like as my, um, so as my like high school career kind of like went on, I would say the biggest thing that was like super helpful for me was, um, in our guidance department, uh, one of the secretaries, she was very, very like attuned to like competitive college admissions and she knew a lot about it. And I think I was in her office like a couple of times a week, especially by junior and senior year, just because she was just so on top of everything she was involved with, you know, the scholarships, the, testing scores like the PSAT all that stuff um and she so I would say like she like helped me kind of realize like the more strategic side of things um which just so happened to be like I guess a little easier for me because you know my parents like people had told me to get involved in this from the start so it wasn't like I had to really like intentionally do that it was more just like oh like now that you've done that what can you do to kind of like refine Mm -hmm. and you know be be smart about what you want to do yeah. And overall with your academics, because I mean, if you took most of your APs in junior, senior year, that must have been a lot to begin with. And then you have these extracurriculars, which you have a leadership position in. So how did you manage your time? Was it like, was high school like absolutely just stressful for you? Was it chill? <laughs> can you, yeah, can you just describe the scenario there? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's really funny looking back at high school because like, I, I don't really feel like I, like the, the t- like my days now are definitely, you know, like school is definitely harder and like college is a very different type of difficult, but like looking back into high school and thinking about the days where I would get back at like 8 PM and start my homework that was due the next day. Uh, like, I, I don't know, like it, it definitely was very stressful, but so somehow manageable, I guess uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah, I guess it is kind of weird because in college, like, you know, most of your homework is like on a weekly basis and you don't have classes every day and your extracurriculars are a lot less. It's like every day after school or like every, so 
yeah, I guess like I kind of, I definitely don't think I could have, could do it now. <laughs> like it just with the time commitments, um, just because I just remember like specifically like when first swim team and um, like the shows, I would say more than like biggest terms of time crunch, um, just like getting home super late after school, after yeah, after school and then like going home to do work, definitely very stressful. But, you know, I, I think I'm the type of person where like, I'd rather be like too involved and like say I got something out of it than think, oh my gosh, I wish I did more. I wish I could have pushed mm-hmm. myself a little harder. Yeah. In a Johns Hopkins with the people that you've met, are were they all kind of like that in high school where they would like work really hard, come home. 8 PM is not late, but to start your homework only at 8 PM yeah. is something else. Right. So di- were they all kind of like that or do you find different yeah. types of students? I mean, I, I definitely like it's a huge spectrum. Like there's not like one size fits all categorization, um, but definitely everyone like was involved in like very like cool, different things that were like pretty, pretty busy. Like my roommate, um, from my, my he uh, was in like Kurtaman, which is uh, I think it's some like classics club, like competitive club. I'm not really sure. But then he was also on the cross country team, and you know, so just like kind of like the very like different um, involvements, and you know, I guess like like broad spectrum of like I guess fo- like areas, like not just focusing on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was definitely like something I was surprised because you know it's like I thought. I don't know. It's like being involved. Like, yeah, I would say most people are pretty involved from what I can tell, because also I think a lot of my friends here are involved now. So I think that's kind of reflective of who they were in high school. Okay. So let's finish up with uh, your college application and then we can talk about the colleges and then like Johns Hopkins specifically. So last kind of component is recommendation letters. So how did you approach those? Was it, was this part of your application strategic or again, was it kind of like you happened upon getting good recommendation letters? Um, I would say like I strategic in who I chose just because like, yeah, I would say like, I just wanted, like, I wanted to make sure I could get a good recommendation letter. Um, but I had to, I ended up getting three recommendation letters. Um, one was from my AP chem teacher. One was from my, uh, BC Calc teacher. And one was from my, um, English teacher who was also involved in like the theater department. So because some of them I needed to do like one stem one non-stem some mm-hmm. of them i needed two stems so that just kind of ended up being uh how it worked out for me so i kind of mixed and matched for different applications um and i would say i was like pretty strategic in choosing them because i knew that like for example i was in um nhs in high school like and like we just had to do like tutoring for i think we had to do like a certain number of tutoring hours and my ap chem teacher was the one who she was like, oh i have a student that needs tutoring can you help her out and I had like worked a lot with this student and she ended up like improving her, her grades like pretty significantly. And I knew that like, that was an angle that I think is pretty important to, it's like kind of like unique from a college's perspective, like, oh, like, cause you know, I think the numbers and the extracurriculars can say a lot, but saying like, oh, he really helped this person study for their exams and improves his student. Like I'm, I'm sure she, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know what they wrote, obviously, but mm-hmm. kind of knowing like that, oh, this, this, prof- this like teacher has a different angle that, that they could provide, like kind of show me more as a person and less as like a student. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing that I was trying to do, especially with my English teacher, just because um, I actually still talk to her. Um, we like, we've caught up for lunch a couple of times since graduating and we call every now and then. So I think just like I chose my teachers that could kind of, um, you know, paint me as a person and not just as like, you know, tell me, tell me more than what was already in my application. Yeah. And I have one question. So 
with teachers, obviously teachers like those students who like constantly raise their hand and participate and such. So I don't know if you were more of an introvert or extrovert in high school, but do you think being a little bit more on the shy side puts you at a disadvantage for recommendation letters? Um, I would say it doesn't necessarily because I think there are different ways that you can like different ways that you can show your, your strengths to a, to a teacher. Um, like for example, I think that like, you know, if like, uh, like with my chem professor who I, or teacher who I ended up, um, getting the recommendation letter for with the tutoring, like I think that her, I don't think her letter would have talked much about my performance in her class at all, because I kind of, when I was talking to her about a recommendation letter, I, I told, I said, I was like, can you kind of just talk about me more as a, as a person, like more about like some things that I, you know, like how I, I yeah, I guess like it was more just about like who I am to colleges and not just as like this, as like a high achieving student, because, mm-hmm. um, I think that there's like, that's like the more interesting story to tell anyway. So I think that, you know, Shire students can also can like take advantage of that. Um, because unfortunately I do think our school system does, you know, select for, it kind of like is a little bit unfair against shy students and that they kind of sometimes get like swept under the rug and ignored. So I think that like they can, they can definitely play their strengths to their advantages though. Um, if they're able to, yeah. Okay. And I lied. This is not the last part of your college application. It's actually your essays. So let's talk about your essays again. Was it a strategic approach? Did you, you know, ask your counselors on how to write it? Did you have any help with it? Yeah. So I had, um, a family friend, she did college essays. Um, so she was really the, she helped me more with like ideating and coming up with what I wanted to write about. Mm-hmm. And then when I was writing it, I, it was pretty much just my English teacher from uh, my junior year. And then also my, the one who I got the letter of recommendation from. So we did a lot of like the like stylistic and you know, like pouring over it and fixing like verbiage and stuff like that. So I would say it was mostly like coming up with the idea was like helpful to have that like, you know, like say like, oh, what can I write about? But then um, the actual writing process was pretty much like me coming up with drafts and like having my teacher read it over. I see. And can you, if you don't mind sharing, can you tell us what your, I believe it would be your common app essay, what your common app essay was about? Sure. Yeah. So um, my, my, my my essay was about just my experiences as a triplet um, because, you know, I think that, so basically the premise of it was that you know, people do kind of link us all together. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times that takes away from our individuality, like people view you as like the triplets and like the particular triplets instead of like us as three different people. Uh, So I talked a lot about that and how that kind of shaped like my goals and my passions for like what I wanted to do in college. Um, And I kind of talked about like how that had kind of pressure on me to like always succeed and like always do like, like just kind of like always be, uh, driving forward, I guess. And so then I talked about how, when I got, uh, there was like a program, my junior summer that I got rejected from and kind of like, that was one of the first times I'd honestly like had like a hard rejection like that. And, you know, like that sounds kind of like silly, but I was like, Oh, like, you know, this is like life. I need to get used to that. And I ended up talking about my experience as a swim coach that summer. So I think junior summer, a lot of people think you have to do research in a lab or have some sort of like program that you're doing or like I like the program was like some I was called governor school which was a really good like research program at uh out of college in New Jersey I don't remember and I ended up being a swim coach and that ended up being like a fantastic experience for me like literally one of the most fun jobs I've ever had uh, and I ended up writing about how like you know I didn't really have to be 
I like, especially as a coach, I wasn't like one of the triplets. I just coached Jimmy. And mm -hmm. then I was like, you know what, like maybe, I guess like maybe it's more, you know, life is more than just like having to be success, like always pushing yourself to succeed and be best at, ev like at everything. You can kind of do this for yourself and to explore who you are, I would say. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, you do have a unique experience like being a triplet. So that's interesting to write about. And on the overall, looking at your overall application, which part of your application do you think made you stand out? Like, obviously, they're all going to have their like moments to shine. But which one do you think really did it for you? Was it your essay, your letters of rec or your extracurriculars? Um, I think the way I like to think of like college applications now is that the numbers only get you so far. They kind of give you a chance to be considered, but then everything past that is like everything in addition to the numbers is really what gives what gets you into the school. So mm -hmm. I think that like I was able to really play my application as a whole to kind of really show who I was as a person um, between like the letter of recommendation, the letters of recommendation, like my extracurriculars. Um, and then the essay, like I, I really wanted to show that, hey, like I'm more than like a student. Like I am passionate about things. Like I like doing things for me and I like pushing myself. But um, I think that like I kind of that, I think like I don't really know if I could choose one section. Um but I think that that was like what really complemented my like statistics more so is that, hey, like there's a person that wants to contribute to this world, I guess. Like that was kind of my goal. I was like, I hope that they see that I'm not just like the person that's trying to like game the system, you know, like I'm, I'm doing this because I want to, I guess. Okay. And so now we can go on to the colleges that you applied to and were thinking about. So earlier you mentioned the top tier schools, it was not like a, you need to get in or pressure. It was more like kind of like, oh, let's see if I can get in and such. So did you actually have the intention? Like if I get into this top school, I'm like seriously considering going or, you know, some people just apply to Harvard to see if, you know, they'll get in and such. So was it more like that at first or did you seriously think, oh, I may actually consider going to one of these schools? Yeah. So it's funny. So the first time I'd ever considered, so I applied early decision to Hopkins um, so that was like really nice because then I got to stop stressing before, um, before the year's over my, like before, uh, I guess like the, my senior year graduating year. So that was nice. Um, but I would like, it's funny because I think that like my, when I first started thinking about schools, um, I had known what Johns Hopkins was and I knew that I was interested in BME and I was, I knew that Hopkins had a pretty good rep rep uh, reputation for that. So I was like, oh, like maybe I want to go to Hopkins. And then I ended up like, it's kind of funny. Like I, I said, I wanted to go to Hopkins before I actually wanted to go to Hopkins. Mm -hmm. um, but then I definitely wanted to, like, I ended up looking at a lot of different like top tier schools. Like I, like uh, I ended up, and I was going to apply to all of them. And luckily I didn't end up having to submit most of my applications, uh, which was good because I didn't write a lot of the essays. <laughs> so that would have been a really, really tough um, winter break. But uh, yeah, I would say it was like very geared towards like, I had my like competitive schools where it was a toss up and, you know, I thought I had a, you know, I thought like my numbers gave me a chance. Um, so I was like, Hey, like I'm going to apply to all these, but I know that it's college applications is a gamble. I'm going to have my schools that like, I think I have a really good chance at and then my schools that are a safety. So I definitely like thought of like, I definitely didn't want to like only apply to the top schools. Um, Cause I knew that they're obviously a game of chance at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would say that's kind of like, that was my strategy for like, which ones I applied to. So you apply to Johns Hopkins, you get in and then basically just dis discarded everything else. And it's like, oh, I'm going to Hopkins now. 
Yeah. So I, well, I think I, so for these schools, I applied early to, I believe it was MIT. I applied early action um, and got deferred. And then I applied to Georgia tech, no, 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 uh, Michigan early Mm -hmm. Rutgers early. Um, Yeah. So I think I want to say it was those four or five schools that I applied to early um, because none of them were like restrictive and I couldn't apply to anything restrictive because of my ED agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those are the ones I had already applied to by the time I got into Hopkins. So luckily I was able to withdraw those. Um, And then I had been planning on applying to a bunch more, um, which was, it's funny because my sister, my older sister only applied to three schools. Whereas from what like competitive college applications, like, or admissions, like that's not, that's not like something you do these days. Like if you want to get into those schools, you got to apply to a bunch. At least that's what I was, that's what I was told. Mm -hmm. Um, So my mom was always fighting me. She's like, like five or six schools. And I'd be like 11 or 12 schools. And like, I'm glad I didn't end up having to apply to that many. Cause I think there's definitely a, an amount that's too many schools to apply to. Um, but I, so I ended up, I was, I think I was planning on applying to Penn, Vanderbilt, um, a couple of the Ivies, um, definitely with the upper levels or like the competitive schools, I was thinking more like, these are all kind of a gamble. So you have to apply more of those to get in. Um, but I definitely had my like, I think Georgia Tech and Michigan were like two that I really thought I had a good chance at. And then um, there was, a, and then Rutgers and Rochester, I want to say, were the two that I thought I had a better chance. And with these top schools, how did you determine like which ones you wanted to apply to? Like, how did you determine which Ivies that you wanted to apply to Vanderbilt, Michigan? Yeah. So um, some of them I had the chance to um, tour, which was really nice. So um, Columbia, actually, so I forgot to mention another extracurricular I did was this program at Columbia called the Science Honors Program. And mm-hmm. it wasn't for credit. It wasn't for like any any type of like actual tangible like benefit, except they were just like really interesting classes. And I got to get my mom to let me go into the city every weekend. So that was really fun. Um, so I really liked Columbia just because I had been there every weekend. Um, I got the chance to tour Princeton and Penn. So I applied to, I applied to both of those randomly i was in nashville the summer after my sophomore year so i toured vanderbilt which is a beautiful campus i know right it's gorgeous oh i've been God. there Love it. oh it's so beautiful like sometimes i like, look around baltimore and i'm like i could be in nashville right now no, i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> i do love baltimore but so i would say like i most of them i i like if i could tour them i i tried to tour them but um i think like michigan i didn't tour it was more just like kind of I guess what I could find on paper. Um, one thing that was like really important to me as a school is that I didn't really want a school with a very restrictive curriculum uh, because like in high school, I kind of always thought like, you know, I have all these different interests. I like theater. I like, you know, like sports. I like, you know, STEM obviously. So I don't want to like limit myself to a like somewhere where I have to only take like one set of classes. Like I think, I think one, like, yeah, there's a, there's like a couple of schools where I was like, I don't really know how I feel about the curriculum there. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be forced to take things I'm not interested in. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I really liked about Hopkins is that it, we have like a distribution system. So basically a lot of those with like core curriculums, that was like a big, like yellow, I would say like yellow flag for me because I just, I really like not having that restrictive of a curriculum. Are you talking about you, Chicago? I did think, of, yeah, UChicago was one of them. And I think uh, there was, I don't remember which school, it's either maybe Dartmouth or Brown. If you want to do engineering, it's like an additional year. And oh. I would, or maybe, uh, I don't know, I don't know, it was something like that. Or there was another one where it's like, if you wanted to double major, it was an additional year. And like, 
Whereas I know people at Hopkins that are like double majoring with a minor and graduating in three and a half years. So like just the ease of like kind of the classes you're interested in, like that's a big thing for me that I really liked about, like that was one thing we looked for in my schools. Okay. Interesting. And how did you feel when you opened that Hopkins letter? I just said, congratulations. That was great. I, I remember I like, I my people, my friends were like calling me like they're like oh you're so dramatic because it was like I I was like I don't want to be in school for this because it was like I think it came out at like three o'clock so I like left school early because I was like oh, I don't want to be here and I went to my mom's work and I was like sitting and and I remember I logged down like three minutes early so it was like two fifty seven or something and I was like oh my god it's there and then my mom was like do you want me to click it and I was like uh 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 and then I just clicked and then it was like congrats. Um, and so it was like, it, that was like such a great day for me because also like one thing I'm really concerned about is at Hopkins, um, BME is a little different and you have to apply directly to the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to get into the program as well as like getting into Hopkins. So I was like a little, I was really stressed too, that if I didn't get into the like BME, like, oh, does that, do, would I still want to go to Hopkins? And like, I didn't really have the answer. So like, I'm very happy that I did because I didn't have to make that decision. So that was like a really nice like weight off my chest. Like I got into the program that I wanted and like the school that I wanted. So that was a, that was a very fun day. <laughs> that, is, that is very dramatic. You left school to open your letter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want anyone to see me if I don't get in. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for part one of my interview with Jimmy. Make sure to subscribe so you know when part two comes out. Also check out my blog, acollegekid.com. On there, I write articles about various college topics. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one.